Cause I don't give a fuck what you say Yeah, I'ma do shit my way So you can go kick rocks I'ma stack bricks up Build what I want to make Yo, I got a lot of shit to say So I'ma do this every day I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave Well, well, well Sorry, I'm just looking at my settings over here It's all good Good evening, one and all. Good afternoon, good morning, whenever you are watching this. And welcome to this special Saturday edition of Chasing Descent Live. Um, I bring you a guest, boys and girls. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to Danielle Bennett, who, um, as the title of the show suggests, had her life absolutely wrecked by the mainstream media. And not only the mainstream media, but one of the key journalists behind the, the current I guess, sensation in the news, which is the Russell Brand story. Um, this is not about Russell Brand. This is Danielle and her story. So, hello. Good evening. Welcome. Hi there. So, um, yeah, I'm Danielle Bennett. At the time of the article, um, did this sound okay? Because there's a little bit of noise outside. Uh, it's 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 okay. We've got the little bit of background noise, but you're coming through loud and clear. I'll just ask the chat as well. Is Danielle coming through loud and clear, people? Can you say that again? Sorry, I can't hear you. Sorry, yes. I'm just asking the chat if you're coming through loud and clear, but on my end, you are. I'm just seeing if I can turn the volume up. Okay, my apologies. Um, I can I can shout if you if you'd like. Um, Sorry, I think I can hear you now. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, um, sounds fine to me. A bit loud. Okay, yeah, sounds all good on their end. So let's just go for it. So, um, we're speaking specifically about uh, a journalist by the name of is it Charlotte Wace? Um, yes. Who? Uh, well, I I guess you need to tell us in your own words what happened here. So back in 2017, um, Charlotte Wace was working for the Mail on Sunday. And the first I heard of um, Charlotte Wace is that she booked in to have a treatment with me in my home. So I used to run a home beauty business. I've now got a salon, but at the time I used to run my business from home. I was a single mother at the time. And she booked in with me for a treatment and she gave me a false name and she turned up to my house pretending to be a client. She had a hidden camera on her, um, which obviously I didn't know at the time. And to be honest, from the moment she came in my house, I knew that she wasn't a real customer. Okay. I assumed she was the friend or a friend of a disgruntled customer that I'd had previously. Okay. That I can't go into but I can tell you that I didn't do anything wrong and I can tell you that the police were involved for this particular client and it was already a stressful situation. Okay. Now, um, Charlotte Ways came in and she asked for the same treatment that I'd done for this other lady and she was saying some really strange things like, for example, she said, are you a GP, a general practitioner? And I was like, no, like I'm covered in tattoos. Like, not yeah. that that means anything, but I definitely don't look, act, or I'm, I've never tried to portray myself as a general practitioner. I mean, uh, snap. <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah. Like, 
I, I don't. I, I clearly am not a, a GP. Mm. So um, she was asking some really strange questions, and I did automatically know that she wasn't a customer, that she was something to do with the disgruntled client that I had. Yeah. And one of the things that she said was, she said, um, I'm allergic to lidocaine. And lidocaine is a numbing agent that goes yes. into numbing cream. And the treatment that she booked, for example, you, you wouldn't do it without numbing creams. Yeah. So I said, well, look, I don't think I can do the treatment on you. Um, you know, you're allergic to something I need to use. And I'm not willing to do it without that because it will be really painful for you. Yeah. So she actually tried to convince me to do the treatment, which for the record I didn't do. And she was like, just use it. It'll be fine. So I said, um, listen, I'm allergic to nuts. If I eat a nut, I will quite possibly die. Yeah. I'm not going to use something that you're allergic to. So there were lots of giveaways like that that made me think this is definitely not a customer and she's definitely trying to catch me out with something which... I would never be catched out or caught out because I'm a professional. Yeah. Anyway, I ended up asking her to leave. Um, and one of the things that I will mention, and I don't want it to come across accusing or anything, but obviously now that I know that she had a hidden camera, I did see the footage, although it was doctored, um, when I was going through my case. My son came downstairs at one point right? Um, because she shouldn't have no longer been in my house. And he was a little boy then and he had his boxer shorts on because he'd been in the bath. Yeah. One of the things that concerns me is she will have had footage of my child in his underwear. Yeah. You, separate issue, but, you know, a concern for me as a mother. Yeah. Anyway, the next day I couldn't stop thinking about this woman. I knew she wasn't a customer. And I was just, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So I Facebooked the name that she gave me, which was Roxanne Wace. I searched it on Twitter, on Instagram, and there wasn't a single result for yeah. somebody called Roxanne Wace, not one. So Doesn't shock me. Yeah, so what I did was, is the phone number that she texted me from, um, to book the appointment, I Googled it, and it came up straight away. Charlotte Wace, reporter for the Daily Mail, Mail on Sunday, Mail Online. Yeah. And at that point, I thought, here we go. <laughs> so, so, sorry to laugh, but you, I, I know exactly what you mean here. These people, um, and, and this is why we're having this conversation, because these people are, they're not, I don't think they're journalists anymore, and I don't think they have any journalistic integrity. And I think as we go through your story here, we're going to discover that this particular woman uh, definitely doesn't, from the sounds of things. Definitely not. Um, once I realised who she was, I first of all did a little bit of digging at some of her past um, articles. Mm. And some of them that I read about the beauty industry, I, can, I could highlight quite a few um, facts that are not facts in her articles. So straight away, I was thinking, oh, my God, this woman is about to unleash hell and lies on me. I already knew where it was going. So I texted her and I said, hi, Charlotte. Um, I've, I've now realised that you entered my home where I live with my child under a false identity. Before I call the police, I'm going to give you the opportunity to explain yourself. Yeah, good. So she replied saying... Um, 
I'm a reporter for the Mail Online. I'm writing a general article about the beauty industry. You're one of the many salons that I've visited. And um, and if if I'm going to write about you, um, I'll I'll email you um, with what I'm going to write. You to, to offer you so, a right of reply, I assume. Pardon. That would be to offer you a right of reply, which really they should do. Um, yeah. So then um, I sort of replied saying, look, I'm, I'm fully aware of what you're going to write about. You're going to write about a client who's been telling lies all over social media about me. And I think we should have a conversation before you do, because I promise you, you're about to make a really big mistake. Yeah. And she just sent me her editor's email and said, email my editor if you've got an issue. So I emailed the editor, who was called John Wellington. And I basically kind of briefly told him, you know, you're going to make a mistake with this. There's a story here if you want it, but it's not the story that you've got. Yeah. Um, and he didn't reply till after the article was published, which was a few weeks later. And when she wrote to me, she emailed me the night before they were going to publish the article. And she basically said, here's what we're going to write. Tell us what's not true. Um, sort of sort of email. And of the course. article she was going to write was way worse than what she did write. But, but still, what she did write was bad enough. And the story that they were going with was that I was a backstreet establishment because I live in a little terrace house. Um, so they were calling me a backstreet establishment. They called. They were calling me a rogue beautician, a cosmetic cowboy. They were saying that I wasn't insured, that I wasn't qualified, that I wasn't licensed, that I wasn't accredited. None of these things are true. None of them. They, when they printed the article, um, the article basically insinuated that I disfigured somebody's face. Absolute madness. Never happened. It still insinuated that I wasn't qualified, that I wasn't insured, that I wasn't licensed, and none of it was true. She also included something at the bottom of the article, referring to something from my past, which she also got that wrong, and she basically said that I'd, I was a criminal. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, my so God. Anyone that read the article who was just a general member of the public will have been reading that thinking, yeah, bodge job beautician exposed, good. And I lost clients over this, over this article immediately. Like, as soon as the article went live, I was getting messages. And I used to have, like, um, I still do, I have an online booking system. Okay. And all that was happening is notification after notification of people cancelling appointments it was it was literally ding 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 i had my own family and i now don't have a relationship with my own family because my own family believed this article and basically said don't you think you should just go get a job now like i've not spent at that point i've not spent 16 years building a reputation of all five star reviews i might add all five-star reviews, hundreds of them, and hundreds of clients that are happy with me, to then have one liar, Charlotte Wace, write an article about me with, get this, an anonymous source, which was the disgruntled client, anonymous. Listen, if you're telling the truth, you will put your name to it. 
I am telling the truth right now. My name is Danielle Hindley or Danielle Dennett, whichever one you want me to know, know me as. I have no problem telling the truth and that is my name. I will put my name to the truth. This journalist, Charlotte Wace, used an anonymous source to write lies about me and what followed the article wasn't just losing clients. It made me mentally ill. I was massively obsessed. I was... I didn't sleep at night time. Um, I was Googling how to sue a newspaper. I was trying to find dirt on Charlotte Wace. I was Googling who has ever sued a newspaper. It, it was an absolute obsession. Um, I First of all, I lost a lot of weight. I was literally like skin and bones. And then it went the other way. I piled on four stone and I was the biggest that I've ever been. I was bigger than when I was pregnant with my child. And basically my days consisted of, and I, I couldn't even tell you how long for, my days consisted of getting my son off for school and sending him off to school, getting back in bed. The curtains were always closed and I would just read all these horrible comments on the internet where people had jumped on the bandwagon thinking I was what she wrote I was. And this is what worries me now with the current story, which, like you said, we're not going to go into. People believe what they read in the newspaper, mm -hmm. and that's bad enough because the, the newspapers are not even properly regulated. Well, but I that think... Particular, yeah, that particular journalist, Charlotte Wace, has never apologised to me, and she's never acknowledged me. And the reason for this is because she knows that I know she knowingly knowingly wrote all those lies about me and it tore yeah. my life and my mental health to shreds so you ended up um you ended up actually fighting this legally didn't you you ended up taking charlotte waste and the daily mail to court and and i just want to touch on on the, the current situation at the moment because i'm seeing a lot of mirrors in what happened to you and what's happened to that man because he only got these allegations just before they are anonymous okay now i'm not going to say that russell brand ladies and gentlemen is innocent because i don't know i wasn't in those rooms but i'm also not going to say he was guilty and i think what we're hearing now from danielle really does throw a spanner in the works at least to the credibility of what appears to be one of the main journalists behind these anonymous allegations so what you did next i think makes makes this even worse so so please do continue so what i did to start with was um i went to ipso so ipso stands for the independent press standards organization yeah Note the word independent, hmm. but if so, I didn't realise at the time, are actually funded and run by the big wigs of the newspaper. Oh, of course. Of it's, the newspapers. It's like the Independent Police Complaints Commission. Same thing, you know, you go to the Independent Police Co Complaints Commission and it's just run by police officers and their mates. So... It's going yeah. to be the same thing here. It's all the deck is always stacked against us, the little guy. Um, it's never stacked in our favour, and it is like a David and Goliath situation to fight these people. Yeah, it is. So I went to them and I put a complaint in, and mine was one of the 
0.6% of complaints that they uphold. Okay. And they did uphold my um, complaint and they ruled in my favour on the accuracy. Mm -hmm. Now, they didn't really have a choice because I had masses of evidence to prove that I was innocent of these things that she said I was guilty of. Right. So once I won that part, I was contacted by an organisation called Hacked Off. I know who and they are. Off, uh, yeah. So they contacted me and um, he's now a good friend of mine. Brian Cathcart spoke to me and he said, are you going to sue the newspaper? And I said, well, no, because I've phoned loads of solicitors. Nobody will help me. They're all saying they won't touch it with a barge pole. Mm. And they're all saying that it's going to cost hundreds of thousands of pounds, which it did. So he said, he said, listen, I know a guy. I know a really nice guy. He's a high-profile uh, media law lawyer. He's called Jonathan Code. And um, I'm going to speak to him for you. And luckily for me, like, really lucky, Jonathan Code took my case on under something called a conditional fee agreement, which meant I only... I didn't really have to pay for anything until the end. So it's like a no um, win, no fee situation. Kind of, yeah. I mean, one thing that people need to be aware of is in media law, there's no such thing as no win, no fee. Right. Um. So it's almost, almost impossible for somebody like myself, just a regular single mum from Yorkshire with a little home-run business, it's almost impossible for someone like me to fight back. I just really, really was super lucky that I got Jonathan Code. So he took my case on and um and I did sue for libel. Um and and I did win my case. Um they did have to pay out damages and they also had to pay out um hundreds of thousands of pounds in legal fees. Um and the process of that, I saw something on Twitter the other day relating to the uh, Russell Brand case, and they said, somebody, I can't remember who it was, you might have seen it, because I know that you've been following it. Yeah. They said, the process is the punishment. Yes. And let me tell you, that process is the most painful thing ever, because you're not allowed to talk about it. No. You're not allowed to say to people, I am innocent, listen to me, this is a lie. And everyone is still talking about it and still branding you yeah. as this job. Listen, my neighbour in my street, I live in a little village and they put where I lived in that article oh, and a Jesus. photo of me. One of my neighbours spat at me and called me scum. She called me the trash of the village. <sighs> I am a hard-working person. Like, I am somebody that, you know, I'm not blowing my own trumpet. I'm a hard-working person. I'm a single mother. I wasn't claiming any benefits. I was working my ass off to make ends meet. And they came after me. And listen, if those newspapers will come after me, a little nobody, they will go after absolutely anybody. And listen, my story was little old me, little old nobody. There's not much of a motive there to try and destroy my life. Well, exactly. But there's still a motive to destroy. There's a motive to destroy a celebrity's life, and so what my case proves, my case proves that Charlotte Waite, as a journalist, 
is unethical, her work is unethical, her investigating skills are absolutely appalling yeah. because I gave her nothing of negative um, material to use in her article against me. However, she wrote what she wanted anyway to fit her narrative and to get a step ahead in her career. So I have and a question. This... Yeah. Do you think... And I already know the answer to this, but after you successfully sued the Daily Mail and, you know, by proxy Charlotte Wace as well, because she's the one responsible for this at the end of the day. Do you think she should have then been able to leave her job at the Daily Mail and go and get a nice cushy job at the Sunday Times? Or do you think the journalistic industry should essentially throw this woman to the curb and say... Uh, as as a as an industry of honesty, we don't trust you. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I would highly doubt that she ever told the Financial Times about this article about me because yeah. when I'm suing the, when I sued the newspaper, I'm just suing the newspaper. She's kind of like irrelevant in the grand scheme of things yeah. to that law, uh, that mitigation sort of thing that was happening. But to me, she's not, you know, to me, she's proved herself to be somebody who will lie for, to, 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 to please herself. And so to me... And to listen, get the story, to get the clicks, to, yeah. get, to get people's yeah. eyes on her, to say, look at this, look at this investigative journalism that I've done. And clearly she bloody well yeah. hasn't. Yeah. And so after she wrote the article about me, you might be interested to know that she got a change in job, job role at the Mail. <laughs> and she became the royal correspondent and she was writing lots of stories about Harry and Meghan. And look who's now in court against the male for more wrong stories. Like, you couldn't make this up. So it's, you need, I don't know if she was responsible for those stories, but yeah. I, su I suspect at least some of them she was because she was the royal correspondent. Okay. And then then goes on to the, finance, uh, to the Times. Now, my concern is this. So listen, I don't think, I'm not going to say I think someone's guilty and I'm not going to say that he's innocent. Yeah. One thing I won't ever do is say that I would want to discredit anyone that's saying they've been sexually assaulted. And I think it's worth saying without getting into it, I have been raped and I'm going through the criminal justice system. I'm really sorry. So, so what I want to say is, my the person that raped me, again, I can't get into it because it's in the middle of an investigation right now. And, and once again, somebody, I'm really sorry. No, thank you. But I'm okay with it. But mine is also a historical case, which is why I know a little bit about how long historical cases take to get to court and things like that. Yeah. But another thing that I will mention is that when I reported this, the person that I've reported is, if the press knew about it, the press would want to write a story on it, okay? So I'll okay. say that. Now, I, I'm not interested in the press. I want criminal justice. I so, I completely understand. When, and do, do you know yeah, what? I, this is what is this is what is irking me. Uh, and we'll go back to what you said earlier. The punishment is the process. 
And that is what we are seeing right now. And I think there may be legal involvement from Mr. Brand towards Charlotte Wace and others. Because if you saw his latest video that he posted last night, he did not mention these allegations. Because yeah. I believe he's had legal advice not to. And I'm... I, once again, we can't guarantee that these Harry and Meghan stories were Charlotte, but if they were, we are seeing a pattern. We are seeing a pattern of, of, of dishonesty. And I just honestly think that if someone like this, who is willing to do what she has done to you, which has been proven in court, is coming with these things and saying, this anonymous person is saying this, how can we trust it? And once again, as you said, if there are victims out there, we are really, we are with you. We stand with you. Absolutely we yeah. do. But yeah. how, is, how, is, how is this trustworthy and how is this person still a journalist? And from what you've told me, I am so sorry you had to go through that. And I... One of our missions here, uh, Danielle, it's only a little show, okay? It's only a little show, but one of our missions here is to get people to just open their minds to the idea that maybe the press is lying to them. Maybe the press isn't completely honest these days. And we tell people all the time, don't believe what we say. Don't even believe us. Go and look for yourself. Look into these people. Look into these things and see what's happened. And with stories like this hopefully we can reach some people and we can say look at these people in the mainstream they're trying to give you narratives they're trying to direct your lives they're trying to tell you what to do and what is real but they can't be trusted yes and that's the point so it's not it's not that i doubt or believe anyone who's involved in this story but one I doubt what the press say because I know how poorly they are regulated. Yeah. And I know that they, and I, but that particular journalist, when I saw that story, the first thing that came to mind was not everything you read is true. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw the name of the, one of the two leading journalists that was on the story, my heart dropped and I just thought, People need to know. People need to know. Listen, this is the way I've tried to explain it to some people. And and I hate to use this as an excuse, but I'm good as, as an example, sorry, not an excuse. This whole thing that's been in the news about um that nurse, Lucy Letby. Okay. Listen. I would never let Lucy Letby look after my baby. Me either. Because it's been proven in a criminal justice system that she's not to be trusted with babies. So why does everybody want to believe a journalist who has been who has been proven in court to knowingly lie about somebody to just for a story? Yeah. Just for a story. None of these people mean anything to a journalist. Mm. It's the story. They're not investigating a crime. The no. police investigate a crime. They look at both ends. They look for evidence. Let, let me just say this. I watched the Dispatches programme. Yeah. And while I was watching it, I thought, Do you know what? I believe it. 
but I'm supposed to believe it. The program has been designed to make me believe it. Because the actors used. Yeah, exactly. What people you know. don't understand is with I watched it as well, and it there was a, there was a disclaimer right at the beginning that these women sitting in shadow were actresses and what i saw well they said identities have been changed and voices have been changed and things like that essentially we have actresses sitting there and what i saw on social media after the fact was i believe these women and their words and 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 their emotion and i'm thinking but you've just listened to actresses reading a script yeah that is exactly what factually happened um yeah now once again i am not saying these allegations are not true what i'm saying is the woman well one of the women one of the main women that wrote those words destroyed your life with lies yeah yeah um yeah i just again i'm not on anybody's side i just want people to just open their mind the there's questions to be asked. I, I agree. And this, you could look at this from the other end of the spectrum, okay? So let's say, for argument's sake, that those alleged victims are absolutely telling the truth mm -hmm. and that Russell Brand raped them. So let's say that that is, that is the truth. Let's pretend okay. that that's definite. So why on earth... So basically, Charlotte Wace's involvement on that story is a discredit to those alleged victims if they're telling the truth because she's a proven liar. So all it's going to do, her involvement, yeah. if she's not making anything better, she's making it worse because there's less chance of them being believed because of her involvement. Yeah. Not only that, so one of the things that I noticed when I was watching the Dispatches programme Again, because I have a criminal investigation ongoing at the moment, so yeah. I know from the other end, one of the pieces of evidence that I needed to provide was disclosure witness statements. Okay. I had to give a bunch of people who I told what happened at the time. Okay. That's a pretty basic um, piece of evidence that you would provide. Yeah. There wasn't any disclosure witnesses on that programme. So Not one. one thing I will tell you, and I know we didn't want to make this about this, but none of these alleged women, and I have to say alleged women because there was there's no identities. So none of these alleged women had made the choice to come forward themselves. They only spoke when Charlotte Wace and the other journalists at the Times sought them out and contacted them and asked them to go on the record. And it worries me, it worries me deeply that, that this woman who has a proven in court track record of writing completely false stories is then writing stories saying anonymous person A says this, anon how do we even know? And I'm just asking questions here, but how do we even know one or two or any of these women exist? Yeah, I thought the exact same thing. But another thing that I just thought I'd mention, so again, we're going on to the, the brand story. Yeah. So, and I can only relate this to my own experience. Yeah. So earlier this year, it was in February, that's when I reported my, my experience yeah. that I'd had. 
The incident happened back in 2014, so it's quite similar that it's a historical case. Okay. And the reason that I reported it was something triggered me at the beginning of the year, and for about three weeks solid, I had thoughts being triggered. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I couldn't stop thinking about other women that will have been raped by this same person yeah. because I hadn't reported it to the police. Not only that, it was three weeks of constant thinking about it. God, I had headaches. Like, I needed to get it out. This apparent alleged investigation that was sort of headed up by Charlotte Wace and a friend, this apparent investigation went on for four years. Again, I'm only asking the question, um, are we led to believe that these women were talking about their experience of being raped and sexually assaulted on and off for four years and they weren't triggered to go to the police now, in that time? Now, you, you know, um, people in my audience will know um, I, I have also had stuff happen to me. Um, but I... Oh, well, I, I did go to the police and uh, it didn't work out very well, put it that way. Um, and maybe because of that, and because that is the case, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Maybe people don't want to go to the police because they think the police are going to do nothing or, or they don't believe yeah. them. Um, and, and I can certainly see it from that angle because my own experience yeah. says they didn't do anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I certainly see your point, and surely, as an ethical, not just an ethical journalist, but an ethical person, if I was doing this and I was doing this reporting, I would try and encourage. If someone gave me such horrific stories, I would try and encourage them. Say, look, we before we even begin to publish this, maybe we should report this scumbag to the police. Yes. Yeah. One thing that, um, as well, that is going to pose a problem because of the way the media have gone about this story is, so he's had the trial by media straight away. Of so course. What's going to happen now? So I know, again, because of my other experience, mm -hmm. the police told me when I reported it, under no circumstances, can you name this person? Can you go to social media? Can you go to the press? Because you will actually you will cause a problem for the investigation. Yes. Because by doing that, so straight away, as soon as I saw that this was in the press, I thought they've not reported it then because the police would have told them mm. not to go, not to do this media thing because they needed to do a criminal investigation. So that's one, that's one sort of problem. Now, the other problem they're going to have is, again, so let's say that Russell Brand's innocent for this example. Right. So it's going to take him two to three years to prove that he's not guilty, to prove that he's innocent. And then he's not going to be able to sue the newspaper because the deadline will have passed for him to sue for defamation because you only get 12 months. So that's going to be one outcome. The other yeah. outcome is, let's say that he's innocent and he goes to court and he says, I plead not guilty. So they have to go to trial and they have to get a jury in. That jury cannot have any know-how know of any of this before that trial, that's going to be impossible. Yeah, Every they'll... person on that yeah. jury will have already made their mind up. Exactly. Yeah. So that 
So that could go against him. So he could be innocent, but they've all decided because the papers told him, told them that he was guilty. They've already decided he's guilty. So an innocent man potentially could go to prison for it. On the other end of the spectrum again, is that what could happen is they could plead, um, the jury could find him um, not guilty, for example. No, the jury could find him guilty. Which way was I going with this? The jury could find him not guilty. Sorry, I've lost my chain of thought. And yeah. he actually be guilty. Sorry. Yeah, and he could go down the route of, well, they found me guilty, but I wasn't given a fair trial because yeah. that jury already seen it in the media. And he could end up walking free as as somebody who genuinely has committed rape and he will have a very good defence to be able to say that jury already made up their mind because of what they saw in the media. So again, it could go the other way because of the way the press have gone about it. Do you know what? I think stories like this and stories like yours and stories about uh, what the mainstream media are really like, I think they're so important, Danielle. I really do. Because, as I said earlier, these are the people that are trying to shape your mind, shape your narrative, tell you what to think, what to believe, and, and, and you know, how to live your life. And if these people genuinely cannot be trusted then something has to change yes um yeah it really does and it and it's it's an on it's that it's not going to change overnight unfortunately because everything in the world or in this country is regulated yeah. And so we believe that we can trust everything. We can trust the financial industry because it's regulated. We can trust the the education system because it's regulated. And we assume that everything is properly regulated and the press isn't. And that's a massive, massive problem. Now, I just want to say as well before we like and you know, before you we go, because I don't want this to come across like I've got it in for Charlotte Waste. I have not got it in for Charlotte Waste. Charlotte Waste knowingly wrote an article about me that absolutely tore my life to shreds. And she's never once apologised for it. She's never once tried to explain herself. She's never once even acknowledged that I'm even a person until she blocked me the other day. Yeah, I saw and that. Yeah. She's heard me now. I'm glad she's blocked me because she's heard me. And she now knows that I'm a problem for her because I will tell the truth. I'm going to send her a link to this. Yeah. I'm going to send her a link. The the other thing as well is that when I sued the paper, it had no, no, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It didn't affect Charlotte Wace's life one tiny little bit. She won't have even had a clue what was going on in my case when it was going on. She won't be consulted. It doesn't matter. Mm. And so many people around this subject say, you know, we should be sympathetic towards the journalists because they're just doing what their boss told them to do. And I just want to say that every single human on this planet makes a conscious decision whether they're going to do the right thing or whether they're going to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Charlotte Waste chose to do the wrong thing. She chose to write things that were not true about me, that ruined my life and almost left my son without his mummy. 
I have a problem with that. I have a problem with her personally not being held accountable. She is accountable and she yeah. needs to be accountable and she should not be writing stories like this when she's been proven to be discredited. I 100% I, I agree with you and I think that is the perfect place to end uh, this this little show that we've done live. Um, I hope we can get this shared out after the fact to so many people because this woman has written a story that could potentially uh, see a man in jail. Potentially. We need to know that our journalists can be trusted with the information that they deliver us. And I don't think after what I've heard today and what I've seen from you over the past week on X or Twitter, um, I don't think this woman can be trusted. I don't think any mainstream paper should be employing her. And I think if they knowingly employ her, knowing about what has happened here, then then that, that organization can't be trusted. So I think I'm going to try and reach out to the Times and see if they know about this. I'm going to give them this interview. And I'm going to see if they know about this. Because if they do, and she's still a Times journalist after this, then we know where they stand. Yeah, I've really struggled this week. And actually, um, I I have psychotherapy sessions because okay. of the trauma. And one of the things that I spoke to my therapist about this week is I've really struggled to watch people refer to her as a top journalist. Yeah, I've seen her. A... top. I saw um, Andrew Neil. I saw Andrew yeah. Neil call her that, and, and knowing what I know, and and you know, we, we we've had a little, we've had interactions over the past week, and seeing your story, um, how can someone like Andrew Neil call it? And and I responded to Andrew Neil by the way before I let you go, and I didn't name you specifically, but I explained what she had done, and you know, somebody simply responded to me, and this pissed me off quite frankly there's oh but that can't be blamed on the journalist the daily mail would have pushed her to do that she wrote those words she went in that she, she made those things up and and the daily mail uh, are just the outlet to which she gave those lights yeah i absolutely do believe that the daily mail uh the you know the mail on sunday the mail online I absolutely believe that they are the biggest villain. So I will say that. I do believe they're a bigger villain than Charlotte Waves. But Charlotte Waves made a conscious decision. She did. To put her name to a, to a lie, a lie-filled article about me that ruined my life. And you know what? I'd have so much more respect and I'd probably put it to bed if she just said, you know what? I messed up. And I made a mistake, and I know that I did it, and I'm so sorry that I used you and ruined your life in the process, and I'm sorry. She hasn't done that. She's blocked me. Like, after all these years, um, she's acknowledged that I'm here, though, um, but she won't ever acknowledge it, and that, to me, says a lot about a person. Now, if, let's say that this story that she's wrote about Brand is true, and she's done a lot of genuine real investigative work why not respond to me and say 
I am genuinely sorry about what happened with the article with you. I made a really, really big mistake, but this story matters. And this story has been really well investigated and you have our word. This is, this is real life. Please, you know, accept my apology. And, but she hasn't. She's blocked me because she doesn't want me. She, she wants to hide me. Of course. She wants to hide me from telling the truth. Because, because you're an inconvenient he, truth. And that inconvenient yeah. truth is that this woman is willing to lie to get the story. And whether or yeah. not she's done that here, we don't know. And we're not accusing her of that. But what we're saying is her track record, specifically with you, says this is the case. This person cannot be trusted until they can prove they can be trusted. And... That's all I've got to say. And do you know what? I really do want to thank you for taking the time to come and talk to little old me tonight and share your story. You have been brilliant. Thank and, you for having me. And I hope we can share it out. We're live on my Twitter account and on YouTube right now. So you could just retweet this afterwards if you'd like, because it's it's Fair. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, it's been brilliant. Thank you. No, thank you so much. And anyone that's watched tonight, thank you. If you hit the like button, I know it's been a shorter one tonight, but it's been short, it's been punchy, it's to the point, and the guest, Danielle, has been absolutely wonderful. So I've got one more thing to say to you guys. It's been good for us, but it's been great. For you. Cause I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'ma do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks. I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day. I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave. Six feet deep, wonder, but my body won't decay. Cause my messages are kinda so they put them on display. Oh yeah, I rap with a certainty. I have a sense of urgency, a message for eternity for everyone. Shit my way So you can go kick rocks I'ma stack bricks up there.